0: Caitlin Walker. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me for episode two. Um, and if you listen to episode one, thank you for tuning in as well. Um, and I'm excited to have you here with me. Last episode, I talked about our survival system and how our brains and bodies are wired to react and find safety when we get triggered, and when we're overly stressed or overwhelmed by some situation. And so today we're gonna continue that conversation and discuss in more detail how we are biologically wired to find safety when we flip our lid. So when we get into those places of overwhelm and reactivity what our bodies and brain actually do in terms of trying to find safety. And we can see clear examples of when animals flip their lid, right? The fight or flight system as we know and as many people identify. Um, We can see the gazelle running from the lion or we can see the bear and bison duking it out in Yellowstone if you saw that clip recently, right? We could see, we see that in Tom and Jerry in the cartoons. I mean, the cat and mouse game, right? The chase and run. Um, all ways that animals try to find safety. and We actually have that same system in our biology as humans. And we, we like to think of ourselves as sophisticated and evolved. And in some ways, we absolutely are. And yet our bodies are still wired to react to threat through an animal defense system. And that's what we're going to dive into today. So how we as humans seek safety when threatened in ways that we can help regain a sense of safety in the present moment and and recreate a sense of balance. So thinking back to last episode, I introduced you to Dan Siegel's hand model of flipping our lid when we're overly stressed or overwhelmed, okay? So we're going to use a similar, it's like a like a, uh, a, secondary hand model, for lack of a better word here, because there are actually five, count them, five different ways that we as humans and animals try to find safety when we're under duress. So in the somatic orientation, uh, we call them animal defenses. And so this happens to be convenient because many of us have another hand available to follow along that has five fingers or you can imagine five fingers if maybe you have lost part of one or um, weren't born with it. Absolutely, you're welcome to join along and Um, in whatever ways that you can, or maybe just through visualization. So as we go along, we'll count them along for those of you who are my visual and somatic learners, like myself, and maybe even turn it into an interactive game. Who knows? Um, And its I found it really fascinating to know in learning this that Biologically, without any conditioning or learned experience, our bodies are designed to fire through these defenses in a certain sequence, a certain order. However, out of uh, however, our go-to strategies and what we learn works best gets shaped by our environment early on, and then that gets hardwired into our system. And I'll mention more of that at the end here and how that actually plays out. But I'll go through these five defenses in the order that they are biologically wired into our nervous system to fire. And by fire, I mean engage. So the first defense or strategy that we have as humans when we're distressed is actually the least known of the five. And it's called the attached cry or the cry for help. So we'll identify it if we use a hand model here. It's going to be the thumb. So this is seeking proximity or connection to another as if your life depends on it. So think of babies crying out for their caregiver, their mom, their dad, their grandmother, their, their tribe. So the baby gets startled and scared, and the only defense it has is to cry for help makes sense. You know, as mammals, this is particular for mammals in terms of the animal species, um, which humans happen to be a part of, right? So as teens and adults, we also do this. It just looks different sometimes. It can look like an overdependence on someone. It can look like a fear of rejection or abandonment. It can look like clinginess in relationship, right? We get overwhelmed and we cling to our partners or another as if our life depends on it. It can look like having really wide eyes and the eyes reaching out to another saying help. It can also look like pain in the body, right? It's like almost the body's way of crying out for help through pain pay attention to me, this is something is off, it's not right. So in terms of the somatic expression in the body, it could be reaching out with arms or through our eyes, as I mentioned. It can look like leaning forward in the body, literally the body leaning forward as saying help. It could be reaching out through text messages or repeated text messages that feel out of control. And it comes with a high level of arousal in the body, right? If we think back to the horizontal game of Pong I mentioned in episode one, it's above the line, okay? So that's the attach cry, our first line of defense when we're overwhelmed or we we perceive threat in some way. And that is the lovely life happening around me the horns, things in this shelter-in-place that just are part of daily life that we can't plan for that happen. The text message was on me, um, forgetting in my human brain to silence that. Um, So coming back to the second strategy that we have when we're stressed, if the crying out for help, if our tribe, if we don't have access to our tribe, the next line of defense we have is flight. So that'll be our pointer finger for the, this, I don't know, back alley uh, hand model here. Um, so at first we cry out for help and if that doesn't work, then I'm effing out of here, peace. Right? It's the gazelle being chased by the tiger or the cheetah. It's what I like to call the run, forest, run strategy. Right, And this can be literal, and it can also take more ambiguous forms or less obvious forms, such as addiction or substance abuse, withdrawing from others physically or emotionally, can look like obsess- obsessive screen time or nonstop tech. You know, in this shelter-in-place dependence on technology, places it can also it can get really tricky to know: Am I checking out here, Where am I doing what I need, need to do? Um, it can flight can also look like disordered eating, getting in serial relationships. Difficulty committing or making decisions. It can look like daydreaming or dissociating. Again, all ways to flee and escape. In in the body, the flight response, all systems are go. So high level of arousal, the energy may feel up. Can maybe feel up and forward, or up and back, up and to the sides. There might be activation in the legs. Right again, we're on the in hyper arousal with flight, above the line in the horizontal game of pong. Okay, so we have our attached cry and then flight. And so if I cry out for help with no success, and I can't escape or I don't have an an exit route, the next defense my body will go to is fight. And if we look at the hand model, this is going to be your middle finger. (laughs) And how appropriate. (laughs) Whether you go thumb to pinky or pinky to thumb, the fight is going to be in the middle, and it's going to be that middle finger. So think of a cornered animal, right? I got my back to the wall. Again, I've tried to call out, No escape route, so shit, gloves are coming off and I'm going to fight to find safety. You know, this is one that many humans are familiar with as well as the flight. And culturally, we teach certain groups, um, and just briefly to mention men, right, that it's socially acceptable and okay to engage in this one. And that's a whole different layer in talking about these animal defenses, these strategies to find safety as humans. right? And it's worth mentioning that there's also a larger social context and constructs and collective trauma that plays in to certain groups of people, particularly in marginalized groups, that plays a part in the patterns that form in which defenses get expressed or activated sooner than others. Um, and that's uh, worth mentioning and a separate topic that perhaps I'll go into in more detail at another time. And so fight. There's the little, literal expression of the fight response, duking it out. And fight in humans also looks like rage, mistrust, judgment or criticism towards self or another, a need for control over someone or something self-destructive behaviors or counterpho- counterphobic activities like driving 120 miles an hour could be a fight part right cutting or swimming with sharks excessively without a cage around you right could be a fight expression coming out and in- Certain activities or behaviors. And so, in the body, in a fight ex- uh, experience, the energy goes up and forward. The chest puffs out, the hands might tighten into fists, the jaw often stiffens and maybe even juts out a little. So the first three animal defenses we have as humans are mobilizing defenses, right? They're designed to increase the heart rate, the blood pressure, respirations go up, the blood pumps to our extremities, our digestion turns off, our sex drive goes down, our immune system goes down. We get dumps of adrenaline, norepinephrine, and steroids pumping through our bodies all around finding safety, right? Geared to mobilize and act. So above the line in our horizontal horizontal game of Pong and mobilizing. Okay. And so now the fourth animal defense we have if we've called out for help, we've tried to get the hell out of there, we try to fight our way to safety, and if none of those work, then our bodies go into what's called a freeze response. And so this would be the ring finger here in our hands model. This is the deer in the headlights defense, or as I like to call it, the T-Rex defense if I don't move, then maybe the threat won't see me or will lose interest. And so in humans, this can look like panic attacks, can look like immobility in life to make changes or to physically move. It can look like terror, phobias, being suspicious of others. So in the body, again, this is going to have a lot of arousal and immobility, maybe stiffness, holding of the breath, maybe wide eyes, but in a different way than the attached cry. It's going to be more of that like frozen terror place. Right? Right? And if we think about that horizontal game of Pong, again, the window of tolerance, it's also in hyperarousal on the upper edge. However, it's not mobilizing. It's that freeze. And so if that doesn't find safety, if that doesn't work, to survive in this threatening situation or overwhelming situation, the last defense we have, the last but not least, is called the feigned death or collapse response. So if we were doing um, this little piggy, this is the little piggy that goes to the market. This is your pinky finger here. And so think of all that adrenaline, all that norepinephrine, all that cortisol in your body, and either that's only sustainable from a physiological standpoint for so long, that our bodies will naturally crash, or if our bodies perceive that the freeze isn't working, then we will engage in this last defense, the feigned death, the pretend death, or collapse. So our autonomic nervous system shifts from the sympathetic high arousal to our parasympathetic, our low arousal, to find safety, a.k.a. we shut down. So think of the gazelle who's been caught by the tiger that just goes a limp our bodies subconsciously shut down for survival and actually go into an analgesic response to help us numb out. So think of the gazelle. They actually have naturally occurring, and we do too, naturally occurring neurotransmitters called endogenous opioids that are released in the body. So they actually don't feel the physical pain of being eaten by the tiger. Fascinating we, too, have those in our bodies. And so that parasympathetic uh, nervous system helps to decrease our heart rate, decrease our blood pressure, and it begins to shut everything down for survival. And so in humans, this can look like depression, numbing out, flat affect or no emotion, isolation, passivity, whatever, 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 right? Dissociation or disconnection, just not being there. And if we think of the window of tolerance that horizontal pong game that our bodies play. This is the only defense that's below the line, that's in hypo arousal. And so in the body, things are slow, they are heavy, they are disconnected, they are spacey, they may be foggy. And that is our last line of defense. And so those are the five biological defenses or subconscious ways that our human bodies try to find safety when we're threatened. So beginning again with the thumb, we have attach cry. And moving to our pointer finger, flight middle finger fight, (laughs) ring finger freeze, and pinky faint death. And maybe let's just take a moment here to appreciate and thank our bodies for how it's designed to keep us safe. So maybe even look at your hand here and extend your fingers and wiggle them a bit. It's like, wow, thank you animal defenses, and survival strategies for how you know to keep me safe. And maybe let's even take it a step further here and open up your other hand if you have one. I don't mean that facetiously. Um, The one that represents your brain and body flipping your lid, right, when we get overwhelmed. And let's even high-five ourselves. Yes! Yes! Maybe even again <laughs> it's like thank you brain and body for working together to try to help me for for how you're designed to keep me safe and try to help me survive yeah way to go biology high five so having this lens can be really helpful to identify what is going on in any given trigger which is just a clinical way of saying a moment when you lose your shit (laughs) right so in those moments of losing your shit in those moments of reactivity that we all have as humans and probably more often now than maybe before right in light of everything that's exploding in our world see if one you can notice. Notice when you flip your lid again. When am I out of the window of tolerance, the middle pong zone? And see if you could put push pause and get curious and see which of these survival animal defenses is being activated right now? Which of these five? Right? And maybe even hold your hand. Physically in front of your face, however far away it needs for your eyes to to bring into focus. For me, it's a little further away than it used to be these days. Thank you, aging in my body. All right. Is it the fight? Is it attach cry? Is it freeze? Is it uh, flight? Am I getting the hell out of here? Or is it the feigned death? Am I just so disconnected and shut down? And in seeing the hand and identifying, getting curious, your curious brain online will help you physiologically regulate your nervous system, right? It's going to get that noticing brain on board, which will help in itself. And it's also going to help build an awareness, and you can start to see your patterns around which ones maybe you go to first or more often than others. And then with that awareness comes choice. And then that choice becomes empowerment and accountability. Because then once you identify which survival defense is being activated, then you can use a tool or a resource to help decrease or increase arousal as you need to, to help your body regain and find a sense of balance. And there are tools that help in the larger general sense of regulation, whether it's if you're in hyper arousal, how to come down, or if you're in hypo arousal, how to come up back into the window. And there are also specific tools and resources that help uh, regulate each one of these five animal defenses, and that's a little more nuanced and maybe uh, discussion for the future or an exploration with your therapist, or your friends, or your self-reflection time, right? And so as I mentioned in the beginning of, of our time today, we have the biological sequence of firing through these five survival strategies, and we have environmental impact and learned patterns that we find based on what was adaptive in our early experience. So we learn what works best based on our family system, our cultural influences, trauma exposures and experiences. And then those become our go-to defenses that get triggered when we become overwhelmed or threatened, or the series of activations. So it might not be one through five. It might be two, three, one, or four, two, five, or whatever, if we were to number the the different defenses. And so let's get curious together. And when it feels like a reaction rather than a response, chances are it's one of these five animal defenses coming online to try to help you find safety. Something's not quite right. right? We're losing our regulation. We're out of balance. And there's certainly a lot of opportunity at this time for our bodies to register some sense of threat or dis-ease that something's not right in our world. And so let's begin to get curious together and notice. Let's build mindfulness and empower ourselves toward greater balance and connection to ourself, to one another. Because again, we can't connect to another person. Our social engagement systems are not online if we're out of the window. If we are in one of these animal defenses, we can't actually be present and connect. And so see if you can notice, when am I hijacked or when am I losing my shit? Chances are I'm out of the window. See if you could push pause, even if it's a moment, and get curious. Which of these survival defenses, which of the fingers are being triggered here? And what do I need or how can I come back into the present moment, whether it's breath or grounding, placing a hand over the heart and the belly? How can I come back to presence and find a sense of safety? assuming that we are in a place where there is safety, we're not actually physically being threatened in the present moment. It's a different story. And so maybe we just take another minute here and we high-five ourselves, right? That's me high-fiving myself, my animal defenses and my, my flipping my lid as a human, thank you for trying to help me survive this world, this lifetime. Or maybe it feels right, if you're feeling a little more tender, that I also can feel into in this moment, of placing a hand over your chest as a way of honoring and saying yes to all the ways that you've tried to find safety. Your body's tried to find safety in the past, as it knows how. And just saying yes, I see you. As we fill out the picture around our human bodies and brains and how they're designed for safety and survival. And some of them are outdated And it comes from a really great place. And so noticing where we've been and where we are is the place to start. And then we can choose where to go from here. And so I hope this next piece has been helpful for you as we build an awareness and that awareness becomes choice, and that choice becomes empowerment and accountability. As we have the five defenses in our survival system as humans, and again, that underlying need for safety, belonging, and connection. Coming back to that, that simple and potent experience as human beings, And if you have questions on this or you want to learn more again you're welcome to reach out or check out my resources page CaitlinWalker.com this was helpful and you have not subscribed click subscribe above and we'll continue the journey together and again I'm grateful for your time and for joining me today whenever it is that you listen to this and you know, we're going to get through this together. We are getting through this together as humans. As we learn how to reconnect to ourselves and reconnect to the earth. As we reconnect to the sacred and spirit that exists in each moment too. Yeah. And if that didn't resonate, that last part, I'll let it go through the window. We'll come back to that at another time. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for joining me. It's a joy. It's it's a privilege. And as always, keep on loving.